0: Welcome to People of Hope, a conversation on finding joy in all things with the pastoral staff of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Our topic this month is Hope in Transition. We have Maria Kressler, Executive Director of Ignatius House, and Joe Lingen, our Associate Director. Well, Joe, I think I'd like to begin with you. You've been on staff at Ignatius House for two years now, and you're going to be transitioning to a new role as president of uh, Gonzaga College High School. And as a Jesuit, you have made many transitions in your lifetime. I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about how you're preparing for this upcoming transition and and how you have managed, and even spiritually, with, with transitions of the past.
1: Yes, thank you, Andy. Actually, anticipating that question, I did a little review. I have lived in 12 different cities over the last 42 years. And that means I've moved on average every 3.5 years. That's a that's an average, obviously. Mm-hmm. In in some places I've lived the most, seven years and in other places, one, one or two places I lived for only one year. So with that, I do have experience of transition. And one of the, th- one of the things that I've, I came to appreciate is that number one, and this is no great insight, that transitions are hard. And when I say that, I guess it's important that somehow early on, I thought, well, this shouldn't be hard. And I, And I say that because everywhere I was going, I was looking forward to going, Um, and even with looking forward, uh, I was aware that when you transition like that to a new place, a new job, a new, in my case, community, in some cases I knew people, in some cases I didn't, I, I came to recognize, well, transitions are hard, and then to give myself some permission and slack to kind of acknowledge, okay, Transitions can be hard. The one place where it really became clear to me was when I moved to New York to work in Syracuse. I knew absolutely no one. It was a brand-new job, and everything was new. I'd never lived in the city before. Even when I got there, I noticed they had a new kind of keyboard at the computer, and I remember recognizing what I wanted. I just wanted something familiar. And I realized that, well, that's part of the hardness of, of doing transition is losing the familiar
0: hmm.
1: and then having to take time to reestablish the familiar. So this one one day I decided I needed something familiar. And the familiar for me was going, if you can believe this, was to a CVS pharmacy because I'd gone <laughs> to a CVS pharmacy in, in Baltimore. So the closest CVS pharmacy from where I live was 12 miles away. And I was determined to go to a CVS pharmacy. So I go to the CVS pharmacy. And I cannot tell you the delight I was experiencing as I did that drive. Like I'm gonna go to something familiar. And I go into the CVS pharmacy and the entire store was laid out very different from any other CVS pharmacy I had seen. But as I, I, I walked in, and I went, ah. Oh. And, uh, and then I had to laugh because it was there that I had the insight and kind of gave myself permission, like, Joe, relax. Everything is new. Just be patient. And soon it will all become familiar. And with that, it was a real epiphany and a real appreciation for the insight. And as a result, it has given me a patience with myself and with others whom I may know who are going through transition, to really appreciate the fact that that transitions can be challenging. They're gonna be hard. And so why not be good to yourself as you're going through a transition and be kind and considerate of others whom you know who are going through transition. Yes, I am going to a new job and and whatnot, but it's into an apostolate that I for which I hold great uh, affection and respect. I'm going back to a city that is familiar to me. I'm gonna be near my family and some friends. So I'm, I'm the joy in it is, is going back to some familiar, as it were, that has been important to me in my life. I, I don't doubt, and, and it is true, I'm, there's sadness in leaving Atlanta and particularly Ignatius House and the people who work here Because they've become familiar as well. I'm I'm leaving a familiar and much loved ministry, and as well as the wonderful people I work with, and the people I've gotten to know and meet in this ministry.
0: Yeah, I I I think it resonates with me the going to a new place and not knowing anyone, and having to build a whole new community. Maria, what's been your own experience of transition?
2: A lot of things are, are popping in my mind now. But my my own has been, I, I was thinking about transition as part of so much of our life. I you know, I transitioned from, you know, living with my family and my parents into marriage into a home. I literally went from my family home to my marriage with John. I didn't have an intermediary time of living on my own. But one of the, the the one that comes to mind the most, where I think I struggled the most was transition. Was, was when my, my husband and I left Connecticut after living there for eight and a half years, and John took a position, left IBM and took a position at Auburn University. And I think why I wanted to highlight this among so many in my life, this is sometimes when transition isn't always your choice. Like Joe was is in a work with the Jesuits who are, you know, frequently are reassigned in mission as part of a A culture and a life that there's some anticipation that that's going to happen at different points in time and in marriage certainly that happens too you set up home you might consider it but there's often it's a joint conversation or you know but when one of the two of us started to reach and see something new and want to try something new i was kind of along for the ride (laughs) at the time when i say that i was a young mom i wasn't working outside the home I was very involved in ministry and loved my ministry. I was working in prison ministry and very involved in that. But John was discerning change and movement. And the transition as I prayed along with them was to go wherever he goes. And that wonderful scripture from Ruth, wherever you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. I I married you. I support you. You support us. And at that point in time, that was true. So I had a, did I have a choice? You could say, of course I had a choice. I could say I'm not going, (laughs) but the reality was I was moving with John in this. So a transition was somewhat placed before me. I joined with him. And so in my coming down, I wasn't looking at a new job. So where John was, was anticipating and having a new role. And so therefore was kind of off and launching into something new and experience his new transition I was in a new home, a new state. I went from Connecticut to Alabama. I, I went into a state. I went from a, a familiar space of my faith life, lots of Catholics and people in my life involved ministry, to a, a remote remote area that didn't have a lot of that, one Catholic church to choose from rather than, you know. And I found myself that year um, looking at transition from many different ways. And one was the hard was, was how do I navigate my relationship with John as I was hurting? not finding, you know, like all my kids, my kids were like, they weren't going off to school and sort of making new friends. And I was certainly navigating their worlds with them, but I felt rather lonely in that, that first year. And I think that's why when I looked at my life and there's been a number of transitions in my life in different places, this one stands out as one that I think sometimes people are faced with transitions in life that are not of their own choosing, Hmm. that things happen to you. Sometimes you're, you're someone, you're let go from a job. You weren't expecting, and you know, all of a sudden now I'm facing a transition. I didn't ask for that, right? Here, it was far more mutual. I don't want anyone to think I was being dragged to Alabama with my husband, but I went knowingly, willingly, lovingly, but I was holding on to a lot of what I was losing, people, relationships, and trying to navigate newness. But one thing in that process, I certainly... I was grateful for my faith and turned to prayer because I sat a lot in quiet prayer because I didn't have anywhere to go and nobody to talk to because I didn't know that many people yet, and so it became a, a prayer of show me, you know, help me be open to what what's there. So it was it just I, I want to highlight that because I thought as I thought that was interesting because Joe, what did you say? How many different times was it in your forty two years? How many places was that? Well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I didn't have 12, but in some ways for you, I'm sure that you may not have wanted them all, but, but you, in your obedience and some of what your, 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 what your vocation called you to, you were going to make, you're going to be open to it. And, or, and sometimes it doesn't happen, you know, in, in my lifetime, it was a little bit of like, how do I navigate with a partner in this when they want to make a move? I even talk about that now with John in retirement, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Where are you with retirement? Are you going to, you know, And he, I'm going to teach forever till I die. I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, (laughs) like, what does that mean when one, and I think there are people probably listening where that's happening in relationships often. One retires before the other. It's an interesting dynamic transition, but I, I do want to say this. The happy news is there's new life in that. Like there's some, there is a hello. There is a, there was a moment when I started to feel that movement into new life and then, once it happened, my roots started to to you know go into the ground, and I just kind of bloomed where I was planted and then I went on so
0: yeah Maria, I think like right. what's certainly what's different about your own transition experience is you you had you with your husband john you have a you had a companion in the transition, but you still ha you still express this sense of loneliness which I'm sure Joe, you have felt in your own transitions, even though you don't have a partner, and having to navigate navigate that context of loneliness, whether you're with, whether you have a partner or you're in a new community. But Maria, this, you know, we're, we're coming, we're in the sort of beginning of the Easter season where we have this theme of new life, right? Over sort of the the old out with the old. The old ways are sort of fading away, and there's this this new life and this new resurrection. Um, how, how how for you does this theme of Easter and even this is really our Christian pattern, isn't it? Death death to new life. How has that accompanied you in your own transitions, whether it's career transitions or moving or even grief, a loss.
2: I, I do believe I, I think my Christian uh, background my my faith as a Catholic I've always always had this Paschal mystery I think it's in my DNA knowing that even through suffering there's going to be some new life and I, I I think quickly to my my new life the new life that occurred when my mom died for instance first first death in my life that. That I experienced, I was in my 40s, and I, it was was devastating for all of us. Devastating for my father. But what I was able to recognize in the new life that came out of it, what was born, was a new relationship with my father. And so, when I think about a relationship that was born, so mom never died. In other words, we believe it's eternal. Mom, my, my mother's physical life here died, but my mother is alive and was alive in my dad, alive in us, alive around us. And then suddenly this new relationship is now forged. Now it's me and dad or dad and the, us kids. And, and all of a sudden we got to know a, a man that we didn't know in a different way because one was without the other, right? So there's this new relationship, how I related to my father, how I related to my siblings, you know, as the oldest, oldest daughter. So again, sometimes these are not choices. Transitions happen, death, something happens, and there's something joyful and and I feel like it, like Joe knows this because he was the one that when he told me he was leaving my first reaction was tears and I and there was that part of me of professionally feeling like well this is really not very professional <laughs> he's telling me this and I was like no don't leave me and I can feel this sense of tears and I'd only known him a year <laughs> and at the same time I could walk out of that room going you know wiping away tears knowing that there's new life like okay something's going to come of this God's got something else and so now we forge and we work together, I think, beautifully in a year through COVID and manage our way and hand on. We're never the same. Joe's been a part of our life. And in the brief time, we're different and we are created anew through the life that he brought to us. And we'll walk away. He's new and changed because of his time with us, right? I mean, and yet now I know, well, when God closed that door, opened a window. So here comes yet another one will come in and it'll be different and it won't be the same. And we, and the transition will be, will be different, but I'm grateful for Joe's comment because I need to remember that the new man joining us is going to be in transition and we will be the unfamiliar Mm. and he will be entering into our familiar and let us be mindful and generous with how we are with him as he enters into something so there's transitions on both sides so i'm life yes that's the joy of it you think there's joy he's going back somewhere but it's still a new place he's going back to as familiar as it is it's new and i how can you not get excited it's there's joy when you can see the good things that god has done Mm. Mm.
1: You know, it's interesting in what Maria was saying and what you were saying, Andy. A couple of thoughts occur to me. One is that you know transitions are different if you have time to prepare for them. You know, for example, the experience of the sudden death of someone—it's—it's a—it's a radical shift and change and unexpected, et cetera, and, and can be, dare I say, more painful or more shocking. Whereas, you know, in, in my case, I've had a year of knowing that I was going to be moving and, and as did Ignatius House and Maria and, and, and what a year it's been. But having said that, uh, Maria, you also said something that I think I, I hadn't thought about before, but I think faith makes a great big difference. You know, and, and by that, what I mean is, you know, even when you transition from Connecticut to Alabama, or I to Georgia, from Georgia to D.C., you know, one thing that we do have in common is the faith community. And even, even the, for example, the liturgy itself, it's the same wherever you go. And I have found comfort in that, actually. Uh, but the other thing that I've thought about, too, and I think this is personally, this is true. I think it's harder for those who are left behind than for those who are moving forward. And I say that because usually those who are moving on, moving forward, is, they're moving to something new. And and where they go, at least this has always been my experience, wherever they go, they experience a welcome. And I can remember a long time ago when my grandfather passed away, my mother gave me this beautiful poem. The the, I'm afraid I can't quote it directly, but the gist of it was to say that as we are saying goodbye to our loved ones, there are loved ones who are beyond the grave who are welcoming them uh, into heaven and, and into God's grace and God's hands. And it, it was a very consoling notion. So I, I do think it, it can tend to be harder for those who are left behind than for those who are leaving. And that being said, you know, there are other transitions with which you guys are more familiar than I. I know that in my family, for example, when word is that we're expecting an addition to the family. So we have those many months to prepare for a new life in the family. You have time to prepare, and yet at the same time, when the baby finally arrives, you did prepare for it, and yet it brings its own joy and personality and dynamic to the family, as it were. And I'm curious, you know, they say that among the great stressors in life, uh, that includes a change in life status. That means, for example, getting married, or sadly, if someone would be to get divorced. Moving is a great stressor, as well as having a baby. So the two of you, obviously, have had this experience firsthand of having uh, a baby, and I was curious to know if you have any thoughts or um, that kind of transition that you've each experienced in your particular life of, you know, learning that you're becoming a parent and then suddenly, not so suddenly, you had some time to prepare, but with the arrival of the child, you know, there's, that's clearly been a transition for both of you.
0: Sarah and I had a, we've had a lot of transitions sort of early on in our marriage We had never lived together before uh, marriage, so that was a a big transition for us of navigating that. And then after a year of marriage, I graduated grad school, and then we moved across the country to a a rural place where we didn't know anybody. And that was difficult in its own ways, but really helpful because it, it, it it helped us lean on each other. And so... Our marriage was metaphorically consummated in a certain way, just through that having to really be kind of the primary support for each other and our primary community. And I often say, like, we are, were our own religious community in, in, a, in a small sense, you know. And then we had our first child, Eva, in California. And then six months later, we moved here to Atlanta, Another again, a cross country, a big transition. Eva very young, dealing with a child and a new job and f- finding new community again in a new place. So, but looking back, I mean, those were all beautiful growth milestones for us. Now, I personally love change, so it wasn't it wasn't difficult for for me. There was that sense of excitement, but I imagine that could be difficult for people who who maybe don't like change as much. Do you how do you do you both Maria and Joe like you do you like change or
2: like I don't know if I to like it, but I I like I like newness. I like something New I like news. you know like when I was working after 10 years working in and living in Auburn, I was a youth minister for those years. I I I was I longed for a change, but I didn't know how to do it. Like I didn't know how to grace I didn't want to like leave the job. I was like I loved the people. I felt like leaving it would been, would have been would have been like almost sad, like I don't love you anymore kind of thing. So it took John's transitioning that I literally would like, yes, I'll go wherever you go this time. Like I was really happy to. I want to just comment on your, on the marriage and the, and the part that you just said about transitions, having a baby, because we were very similar. John and I, when we moved, we left family and familiarity in Atlanta. I was pregnant, four months pregnant when we moved up to, up to Connecticut. And Becoming each other's onlys, like mm. we, I, I to this day will look at that time in our marriage. That like that was foundational. Yeah. We did not have people, community, family, anybody in there. It was just us, and then we built from there. And I've actually said that to my children who were, who had when they got off and got married and were not near home, near either of our homes. I said, "The best thing is going to happen to you." <laughs> it felt <laughs> like it was such a critically good thing for them for the for the marriage and 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 children being new life and transition, but I want to, I want to take that from the perspective of the parent and say, there's transition when your children marry and bring in a new person into mm. your family. <laughs> and so there's these, when I think about like life is full of them, they don't change. It doesn't change. Somebody once said, it doesn't get any better. Your can, your kids get older. It just gets different mm. <laughs> when you were going through different struggling years with your kids. Right. But I thought there's another transition. Now my child's an adult And they're taking on a partner and that partner needs to be number one. And I can't be number one anymore. My voice can't be number one anymore. And, and so there's, there's, there's sometimes in transition, there's a losing of something. You're having to let go of something in order to grab something else. And, and I, and I like just that, that image of the letting go and so that you can, so you let one thing out of your arms, you can let another thing into your arms. And Mm -hmm. it's similar in the, in the, in the, in the work right? You're letting something go, a ministry you love, Joe, to just to speak to your change, right? To, and 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 you want to hold on to some of that, but you're going to have to go on and open your arms for something else. Having new adult children, and like John, I like to say that we have six children now. We had three, now we have six. They're the partners of our three children, right? Which then opened us up into another transition of being grandparent,
1: but, you know, you know it's, it is striking when you think about it that life really is marked by transition, and and you know you go back to even our childhood. I can remember I had a graduation ceremony from kindergarten, and then from eighth grade, and then from high school, and then from the university, and then I noticed we don't we often don't use the term graduation as much as we now use commencement, which in many respects is precisely what's happening in transition. Yes, you conclude one thing, but you begin another. Hmm. And to your point, Andy, when you mentioned about change, my my experience is I think most people don't like change, but they like growth and they like development. Nice. And if they're conscious of the growth that's taking place and, and the development that's occurring, And the stimulation of new ideas or or new possibilities, or even discovering new talents they didn't have before, I think people have that sense of growing. And and in that sense, the transition really can be a very graced and joyful experience, I I think. And uh, that's certainly been my experience as a Jesuit, that I could not have imagined what my life was like when I was 22, when I entered the Jesuits that being said, I I look back on it and I see how much I've grown and how much I appreciate that growth. And at the risk of sounding terribly pious, I, I have come to realize that it is my heart's desire to be where Christ is waiting for me. And in discernment, if that's with my superiors and others, if like right now it appears that Christ is waiting for me in Washington, which isn't to say Christ isn't here for me, but right now that's that's where Christ is waiting for me, and that is a source of great joy and excitement for me, and I'm sure there are going to be some things that are going to surprise me and probably stress me to some degree, but at the same time, I, I really feel that that Christ is waiting for me there, and there's joy, deep joy in that. And I think going back to your original point about Easter, Andy, you know, it's like, you know, Jesus says, you know, I will be with you. I will be waiting for you in Galilee, he says to the disciples, you know, and, and so what do they do? They, they go because they want to be where Christ is waiting for them. And it is quite, quite remarkable when I think, for example, look back, I have all brothers I look at my brothers when they got married. I looked at my brothers when they started having children. They all changed uh, for the better. They, they grew. There were times when I, I wanted to say, who are you and what have you done with my brother? I mean, that's, that's how much their spouse changed them and how much being a parent changed them. And I think they developed or, or were given the opportunity to show something of themselves that they heretofore had not been able to show. That, that marriage pulled out of them, for lack of a better phrase, and as did parenthood. And it's, it's, I'm seeing it in my nephews as they've gotten married, the same thing. And it's, it's really quite remarkable and very, very heartening.
0: Before we moved officially, took jobs in California, I had the chance to go out there ahead of time just to check it out. And um, I visited a monastery, and I was sitting in the chapel there, before the tabernacle, and I had this moment of realization, like you said, Jesus is waiting for me here. And that was very confirming of our decision to move. And then similarly, when we visited Atlanta, and I was in the Ignatius house chapel before the tabernacle, again, it was like, Jesus is here also waiting for me, which was again, just another confirming sign, you know, that wherever we go, like Abraham and Sarah, right, always on the move, God is there, and I love the the stories where they they built an altar, they erected an altar to honor this reality of of God's just presence. I think that's been the big the big learning for me and Joe. Maybe you know, for you, it was a CVS. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> I'm not. You, I'm not saying Jesus wasn't a part of that. But uh, but the familiarity, right? Whether it's a CVS or whether it's an element of our faith or some kind of support network that kind of accompanies uh, a spouse, right? That accompanies us through these transition moments, which are just innate to human living. Or again, whether it's a job or a move or retirement. Or death, you know. There's, I love that. What a message, right? There's, there's always new life. There's always new life waiting.
2: I love you. Use the word growth too. That it's not just change. That there's growth involved because I think that's the, that's the message that God is creating us moment by moment, and that there's a constant growing. I mean, every day, right? A day older. We're growing. We're, we're becoming becoming more fully who we are and all these life experiences of Jesus is waiting for you in all these places to help us become the better persons that we are created to be. There's more for us here to learn about ourselves. You know, when you spoke about the familiar, the one thing I did do when I moved to Auburn was I sat, I went to the, I went to where, well, where am I supposed to be? The one and only thing I knew of that I felt comfortable in was the church because otherwise it was a very foreign place. So I think when you just said that, Andy, about like going to the church, I was like, and that's where I found, like, I was like, and I literally volunteered myself. I'm like, I'm from Connecticut. This is what I am Like I talked to sister, Mel, sister Barbara O'Reilly. And she's like, well, we'll find something for you to do, honey. Like you come and follow me. We'll do something, you know? And it was my, like my, my little door opened up for me to go into that. I ended up being the youth minister there for 10 years. And like, it was like, and it started over time, but it was a, it was a door opening, but it was the one and only familiar thing. So take it full circle to our faith, you know, how, how grateful I am for the gift of that in my life. The one thing that no matter where I am in the world, I can go walk into, into a church, into our familiar church in terms of our faith and sit in a service that I'm going to know. I'm, at the liturgy will be familiar to me. And I, I could hear it in another language. And I'm still Mm -hmm. home in a way. So I knew this was going to be a fun conversation. (laughs) There's so much to come from it. You know, as we're
1: talking, it does strike me that, you know, I think we make a mistake when we resist transition. mm -hmm. That one of the lessons or takeaways I have even from this conversation is, you know, like, I think the better thing is just to lean into it, you know, to accept it and to be fair to yourself. and and patient and cut yourself some slack to recognize, hey, you're in transition or someone else might be in transition because it's going to happen regardless. No, the the unexpected and in some cases, the expected transition, it's going to happen. And when you have time to prepare, it's a good thing to try to prepare. And when it comes up unexpectedly, I think to be good to yourself to say, okay, this is a challenging time. And but but this too shall pass and, and will reorient and will grow as a result of this particular time and experience. I mean, we've all done it this year in this time of pandemic. You know, we've all had to go through a transition that none of us anticipated. And many of us, I think, have helped and supported one another through. And, and sadly, there are some people who are not with us anymore as a result. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're the better for the way we have endured and supported one another and encouraged one another during this what really has been a time of transition in a way.
0: I love this the parable sort of that our colleague Peter Fink sometimes shares and he talks about this young uh, young man who is this great athlete and then he breaks his legs and uh, then the doctor says you'll never walk again and he kind of talks about it in the context of hope kind of hope versus despair and he said you know the person of despair would say, well, I can't live anymore. You know, there's, there's nothing I can do because this, my vocation, you know, has been taken from me. But he said, for the person who says, okay, this is my circumstances, what's next? He said, that's where hope is, when we can, we can ask that question, what's next? And it's so true that our life circumstances are always changing, whether it's a pandemic or a change of job, or a death, or um, you know, or your spouse has a new job that takes you into a, to a new place. But to ask that question, okay, these things change. What's next? You know that there's always that hope, and I, maybe that brings us full circle to the uh, title of our podcast, "People of Hope." But that should be the perpetual question. So,
2: what's next?
1: Yeah. But even in this pandemic, it's striking to me how we're always talking about the new normal. Mm-hmm. It, First of all, the, the normal is the familiar, but it's also, there's a new here that we can all look forward to. And, and I think we all look forward to new, whatever the new might be, whether it's a new house or a new car or a new job or whatever, or heck, a new pair of shoes. You know, It's, it's something that, that sparks something good within each of us. And I think that's something to be mindful of when facing a transition.
2: It occurs to me that this is a a really good thing to be sharing with the children of our lives. And, and I'm sure Andy, as you as, as yours are growing, but it's been a hard it's been hard for young people in many ways. Like they're what 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 we talked about what was familiar, what they anticipated, what they expected to have in their life, and then not have it in terms of friends and relationships and what have you. So I think the what next. Is a reframing of a lot of things for people. I, I like that 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 question. You know, what 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 is next? Like, where? How do I how do I turn this into, you know, something good? You know, what do, where do what can we see the the good that's come out of it? And I think that's why I've loved the questions that people have asked about, you know, in reflection. So when you look back on this year, you know, what are you glad will be over? Like like good riddance. I'm done with that. But what are you glad? that's come out of it. Right. And and I think earlier when you were talking about not, I think resisting is what we resist transition. We resist it. And, and, and I laugh every time I get on a zoom spiritual direction or I'm in something where I was like, talk about the woman who resisted (laughs) at all costs. And then suddenly, like you had shared earlier, like talk about giving into it and leaning in and and discovering, right? Like who knew (laughs) this is kind of like, there's a joy, but joy in being with people. I think about that when it came to visiting my children via Zoom evenings when they lived at they live out of state. Right, we can't get together. It's COVID. We can't talk. Suddenly, we come up with this idea of like, oh, let's pour ourselves a drink. You put the kids to bed. We'll get on Zoom, and we will share with one another. And I'm like, after we've done it a number of times, I'm like. We could have been doing this for the last 10 years. Who knew? When you lived in Boston or when you lived in Chicago, we learned something. And I think there's such, I get a kick, I get delighted out of those kinds of things. Like, look what the new, look look what can come out of a dark reality. A new life can come out of it. You know, as, as you're so kind of saying, kind uh, often say, Joe, and thanks be to God. That's what I'm going to be saying every time something happens. It's like, thanks be to God. Because it is it's a it's
0: new life well maybe we can have a zoom gathering with joe even
1: after
2: yes
1: (laughs) or i must admit what you were saying maria we i i participated in a a few zoom cocktail parties this pandemic with folks around the country and it's been a really enjoyable experience and in one of our one of my nephews had a birthday party, and we had our first Zoom birthday party celebration with family members from around the country. It was great. And we I don't think if it hadn't been for the pandemic and Zoom, I don't think we would have even given it a thought. Well, thank you
0: both. And Joe, we wish you many blessings in your in the newness that is yet to come for you. Thanks for listening. Learn more about Ignatius House by visiting us at ignatiushouse.org or following us on social media. And be sure to subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts. May the blessing of God be with you always.